I had everything planned. I've got this video I was going to show and some some pics and I actually didn't even know if I'm going to do it now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> because I just, I try and prepare as much as I can. Um, but I, I, it's more about like, God, where are you now in the moment? And I guess that that's part of the, the prophetic nature. And it's not, you know, I, I, um, because for some of you that, that are younger, that's a, an established part of the way that we do faith now. But that was a hard fought for, for thing over many years by a lot of people who were denounced, were seen as heretics. Um, that was a, a part of the Bible that we don't see now. And so to see that established where it's a natural part of our, should be a natural part of our flowing life, mm-hmm. the expectation that we, that we hear from God and we receive from God and we respond to what we hear. And so just even t- tonight when I was sitting there, I was thinking it should be a natural part of the way that we care for one another. That we just, we hear, we hear God through prayer. Because that's, um, and I always remember someone said that um, many years ago. Um, just one of the key ways that you learn to hear the voice of God is through prayer. One of the key ways that prophets become prophets is through the pr- place of prayer. Because that's how you engage with God. That's how you get to know whether it's his voice or not his voice, whether it's somebody else's voice, whether it's the devil's voice. And um, often the place of prayer is for the sake of other people. So that when you get, do get the response, um, you can actually give them a word. Because for me, prophecy is all about encouragement. You know, like we've been on this route where it's, you know, it's about judgment and this... And, you know, some people are, are down that path, and, and I, I believe there are times when God speaks specifically, but always at the foundation is always hope, love, encouragement, and helping to move forward, always. So just even tonight, just thinking about in this community, um, that God wants to move and encourage and grow you prophetically. So just even when you spoke about your your gifting um, when you got up and, and I and um, sorry what's your name Nico oh, yeah. Nico see I like Nico because Nico is like a Nico um, um, and and when you talked about your gifting um, and you talked about being a potter and you will be familiar with the Japanese gifting of the broken pots and how they they, they um, when they put them back together, they use gold. Do, are you familiar with that that um, that type of art? Um, I um, I actually when I started the Vincent because they they had a good song every Tuesday. I was uh, starting to do different things, so I would do the etching, the blue, um, different kind of pin, monopin, rupia pin, and also different kind of hang up. Also do the painting, drawing, different things. Mm-hmm. So just from time to time, I've just been there. What do I learn? But I think everyone also get a gift from God because yeah. everyone had a property of God. But I just I want to tell you what I saw because I I want to give an example of what I believe the the gift of prophecy is about. It's about encouragement. So this there's a particular form of of art, Japanese art where the, the pots are broken and they, they put them back together by using gold. So they, they put the pieces together with gold. And I saw you 
doing that in the lives of other people. Can you, that, does that make sense to you? So people whose lives are broken and there's no way for them to be put back together the way that they were. There's just no, it's impossible. But there's a beauty of uh, um, this form of art where gold is, is, is used to put the pieces back together. So it makes the, the piece of pottery or piece of art better than what it was before. Does that make sense? So, I see you doing that in your life. You're gonna, God is going to use you to bring the light of broken people. He's going to use your art, your gifting, to bring broken lives back together in a way they never could have been able to do it themselves. Does that, do you, you get that? I just, I, 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 we can talk about it after, yeah. but I, I just, this is what the gift of prophecy is about. It's about, and we encourage one another, we tell one another what we believe God is saying, and um, I believe that you are, those of you that belong to this community, you need to up your ante, because you are called to be more of a prophetic community than what you currently are doing at the moment. And that requires faith, that requires getting to a place where you're hearing more of God, um, so that you can not just commune out of your own soul, but you're really hearing from God. And, and I just want to um, um, allow you to relax as well, because you're going to make mistakes, but what I have discovered over my years is that God covers the mistakes. You know, I just I can think even straight away things that I've done where I've 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 given prophetic words out of my own agenda, and I mean I and even to say that I'm embarrassed to say it, but I learned really quickly, as I knew it, and I felt such conviction come upon me, and I just I, I was so repentant. I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. And I have desired to live my life so that I, that I, I never seek to work out of my because that becomes witchcraft, really. You know, it's, it's wanting to see something fulfilled for your own desire. So this beautiful gift, that just like the, the bird that comes down, the, like the Holy Spirit, this beautiful gift to make a way for people in such a broken, burnt out, anxious, fearful society that we are to come in like, like, like little birds and come and drop in words of hope and words of encouragement. And you can do it anywhere at any time. And it's a wonderful thing. And it's open for everybody. It says, Paul said, I wish all could prophesy. And there are some that are going to have the, um, a greater strength of that gifting than others because we all have different gifts. But all of us can have that gift of encouragement to be able to, to share words of life to people. Just the, 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 the last thing that happened to me was um, I, um, I've got this beautiful taonga that I've just, just had done. And um, I was working with a jeweller, and he's, he's, not, he's not a believer as such. Um, I believe he's on a journey. But when I told him what I wanted, he really struggled with it because it was something, this is something that was so unusual. So... Um, I was texting back and forth because it took him a long time because he couldn't figure out how to do it. 
So I, I said to him, I'm praying for you. And I'm praying for you that there was a man in the Bible that was anointed by God, was given the gift to be able to, um, to form uh, something that was so uh, vital for God connecting with, with people, which of course is the Ark of the Covenant. And it says that these two guys were anointed to, uh, as craftsmen to be able to create this, this beautiful piece. Um, so I told him that. And then I, and I talked to him and I say, I'm praying for you, bro. And, and then I even sent him the scripture uh, about these two guys. And he just got like, something came over him because he created what he couldn't create. And he even acknowledged that. So that was a very simple, organic way of speaking words of life into a situation. And I just think we can do it at all times, in all ways. Um, because... We need to be the, the mangai or the voice of hope and the voice of um, reconciliation and the voice of peace and the voice of love. And I, so I just, I'm aware of, of this atmosphere that I am in right now. And I believe that, that, that as change is coming to many people, um, not just across Aotearoa, but all across the world. We know, we know that we're in a major transition phase at the moment. And, and I just, I believe that that's one of the, um, the, the giftings that the Lord wants to bless you with as a community. That you can actually move in and out of this simple little gift called prophecy, which is speaking words of life and speaking words of affirmation. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Yeah. Um, this, this season, I think that we've that we're that, that we've been in, that we're coming out coming out of. Um, I actually prayed for one of the leaders today, and I prayed out of Isaiah 49 verse 2, which is, "He made my mouth like a sharpened sword, and the shadow of his hand he hid me. He prepared me into a polished arrow, and then he concealed me in his quiver." Now, if you are to read that in itself, it actually doesn't make sense. Why would you prepare something and hide it away? Why would you um, polish the arrow and then conceal it away in the quiver? And I, um, I know that there are people even in this room tonight that, that this is a prophetic word for you, that you would know that this has been God's doing, that you would come to a place, it's like, I'm ready for to do whatever God's called me to do, I'm positioned myself, I've got all that I need to get, and then what happens? He hides us away. He stuck you in the sheath. He put you in the quiver. And it doesn't make sense. And, and um, even as, uh, as Jonathan was, as Johnny was saying, that, um, that you go into these seasons, and it, and it just, it's so... It's so confronting because it doesn't make sense because you've done everything right. You've sought to live your life of obedience. You've sought to live a life of sacrifice. And then it's like you're plunged into this prison. Well, there is no other way. Because he's got to work in us to unravel what the world has made us. And he's, he's got to pour himself into us. And unfortunately, so often that's the only way that he can do it. Is, um, that's the only way that he can get his atten our attention. You know, I went through my own phase. I, um, I, 
I've sought to live my life from the moment that I gave my life to Jesus, I've been running for him. And I, I caught a glimpse of something that I couldn't get away from. And so I just, that's what I've done my whole Christian life. So more than half my life now, I've been um, in Christ and serving him in one way or another. And um, th- then I got to a point where uh, I did a world tour. Um, some of you know Mary Ann. Um, she was Thompson, Mary Ann Sherman. She came away with me. She played drums. We, we travelled the world for a year. And I came back from that. I was burnt out, but I didn't know I was burnt out. Um, and I didn't know what else to do. Because this is all I'd ever, this is all I'd done, you know, was being a minister travelling around. So I was stuck, but I didn't know I was stuck. And then um, I ended up uh, relocating to Christchurch. And I got sick when I was down there. I got cancer. Um, and I, God didn't give me cancer at all. He's not a monster. He doesn't give us sickness to, to get our attention. But it had this life. We, just, we live this life in a broken world until Christ comes and redeems it. We live in brokenness. And, but what the thing that I am absolutely certain of is that God used it for good and not for evil, for, to give me a future and a hope. And so I, I went through this time. And so what it did, it forced me into a whole new way of doing life. And who was talking about, we were talking about uh, Cassandra. Um, you were confronted into uh, connecting with God in a new way, because that's exactly what happened to me. So I went through a series of operations. I had to have four operations over the course of a year. And a um, very strong person, in case you haven't realised, <laughs> quite a strong personality. <laughs> and, um, oh, see, even the lights went out. That's how strong I <laughs> see. Just, just putting it out there. Um, and so this, um, I'd always been strong, always, you know, like working in the strength of the Lord, but, you know, like just, you know, I'm strong, so I'm, I'm motivated and I can keep going. Well, the, the first time I got diagnosed with cancer, he called me in, he said, we're going to do this operation, and you're going to have this treatment, and, and it's fine. So it's like, sure. I didn't even take anybody in with me. I just went in by myself. It's like, sure. Second time, he called me back in and he said, look, we've found some more. We're just going to have to do some more, you know, another operation. It's like, sure. So I still, you know, this, this, this strong, it's like, yeah, we can do this, me and God. The third time he called me in, and that, this, this, thing, this thing started to unravel on the inside of me. Because I, I realised that, that this is, I had to be undone. And because I was so strong in myself, I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't undo myself. And, um, and so I ended up um, just this, uh, I guess that the, 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 the wall started to crack open. And uh, what happened was that, I guess it was because of all the, the uh, anaesthetic and, you know, it just it does crazy things to you. And, and, uh, and so I ended up, uh, I'd wake up about uh, two or three o'clock in the morning and that'll be it. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to sleep. But I didn't freak out about it. I didn't like, oh, you know, because, you know, that makes it worse. I didn't get up. I didn't turn on the light. Didn't read. I lay there. And I started to have this time with God. And what it did for me, a little bit like what you're saying, is that I went from 
communication to communion. And I still have that now, which I'm so grateful for, because I realise that this has allowed me to step into another um, uh, a space with God, that the, going from, com, com, from communication, where it's just like, you know, want this thing, want that thing. It's like, you know, God, like my, we want to you know, be here and we want to serve you. And it's like, from this being, I became, is what happened to me. And I went into the space of, of um, the, these times that I'd be lying there, I wouldn't even be, you know, because you know how we can make our mind, you know, that carries on saying stuff like what you're saying. I just went into the space where I could allow it just to be, for myself to be at peace. And I felt this communion that was taking place without words. It was just extraordinary. I'd never experienced before in my life. And I, you know, at that stage, I've been a Christian for, I don't know, like, 25 or 26, 28 years or whatever. And, and this, it was the first time this thing ever like, took place inside of me. And so I, I went from this, you know, I was this like a sharpened sword and then I was like hidden away into this place. And I ended up taking a break from, you know, traveling ministry for, for three years. And, and so that at that, the, the moment in time that he could say, it's now. And, and what you need to remember is that God prepares long for the suddenly. He prepares long for the suddenly moments. And I think we're starting to see the suddenlies begin to spring up right now. And just, and just the, the, the testimony of, of uh, Jonathan and Janine uh, declares that. It's just like through the dark night of the soul and this thing, we're serving you with all our hearts and then flung into this place for a suddenly moment. And one of the things that you've got to think about an arrow is that, you know, what, what is an arrow placed in? An arrow is placed in a bow. Which way does the, does the arrow go when it's about to be positioned to be fired out? Well, it goes backwards. And that's what it's felt at times. It's felt like I'm serving the Lord, I'm giving him everything that I've got, and it feels like I'm going backwards. But you've got to think, if you use that analogy, if, you, if there's no tension to that arrow... You ain't going to be going very far. You're just actually going to drop, flop right down in the front of you. So there has to be tension and there has to be retraction. And you've got to think too, the further back you go, means that the greater propulsion for you to go further. And it's a principle of God. It just, you can't get out of it. Nobody, anybody that's gone on to... Um, to serve the Lord and to fulfill their destiny and calling in Him, has, has, has they've had to walk this route. And I just I feel like this is a word for not just like some of you, but I just for, even for this house, it's like you're about to step into some suddenly moments. And that's why I believe that that this this um, uh, prophetic gift that the Lord wants to release to you as a community will enable you to be able to give words of life and hope and uh, praying, even praying prophetically, you know, praying without knowing situations. And so, that, you know, like again, I'm sorry I keep using Jonathan and Janine. So, just, you know, through prayer, it's like you get things, and what that does to them suddenly is just like, well, there's no hope, but I can take, a, I can hold on to that little thing just for today. I'll just hold on to that promise just for today. 
And then tomorrow you can you read it again. I'll just hold on to that promise just for today. And then suddenly it's like the suddenly moment comes and it's you're in that place that you just and and it's like in hindsight you just realise it's like oh my gosh it was it was there in front of me all the time but I didn't see it. So I just I I I believe that that. Um, Particularly in, in Aotearoa, in our nation at the moment, I believe that there, there's been this, this retraction and this tension, particularly between, um, between Māori and Pākehā. This, you know, like, we've got to look at the signs. Sometimes um, things are hidden in plain sight. And as I shared with the guys this morning, that tūhoro out the, out the bay is a, is a tohu, it's a sign. But you've got to see it as that. It's, just, it's, more than, it's, it's more than just, oh, that's nice that we've got a whale in the bay. No, you need to be looking at this, particularly from a Māori perspective. Whales are um, incredibly important. And for those that... Are, is anyone familiar with Ratana? You know, the Ratana church and the way that, that, um, that um, the vision came to Ratana? How? How did the vision come to him? Two whales were beached. He went down and that's when he got his calling and that's when he stepped into his ministry as one of the greatest healers that New Zealand has ever seen thus far. Two whales. And the, and the, the, the two um, um, cords that he stood by was the treaty on one side and the Bible on the other. And so when that, that thing came bursting out and, and in front of the parliament buildings, that's a tohu, that's a sign. We need to be looking for the signs. You know, wake up. I want to speak to you here at Blueprint. Wake up and recognise the, the, the space and the time that you're in. Wake up to this connection that's happening with the Anglican Church. God has placed you for such a time as this. There's been a long retraction that now this thing is going to be fired out. And you know what? It's like, it's the, it's, what it comes down to in the end is not your ability or your strength. It's the skill of the master archer, whether that arrow hits the mark or not. All that we have to do is, like, like that arrow. So, so, for example, the first thing that's formed with an arrow is the shaft. And back in the old days, they used wood. What they did is that they would uh, use a particular type of wood, and then they would leave it to see if the wood would warp. Because you can't use warped wood. Because what's it going to do? Of course it's going to go, you know... Um, it's not going to be able to fly true. So this wood is left. And that's what happens to us when we first come to the Lord. It's like, you know, we come warped and broken and wounded. And so he takes this time to heal us and to, to set us straight and to, you know, we've got to confront some of those areas in our life and, and you know, deal to, to some of that stuff that, that we've just... Get, shut off and, and so what, what it's doing is it's like it's stretching out that the warpness of that wood so it's, it's straight and it's true. The next thing to be added on is the, is the feathers which speak of the, of the prophetic nature. It's like it's the heavenly nature and the thing about the feathers is that is what allows it if you know like with an arrow because it spins as it, it's moving it allows the, the ability for that thing to hold straight and true. That's why the prophetic is so important because it, it helps to keep you aligned to the, um, the plumb line of the word of God. And that's why people get into trouble when they, they, um, they do away with the, with the scriptures and it's just about you know, the prophetic. Well, you end an error. 
And you know one of the other th reasons why the prophetic is so important for the teaching gift is so it doesn't um, end up in legalism. That, that's one of the, sort of getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I believe that this is one of the key reasons that when God brought um, the missionaries out to Aotearoa um, to engage with Māori, it was for that key reason. I mean, it, it sounds sort of like, you know, um, what's the word? Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, I'm on a roll now. Um, but it just, it, it's simplistic. It sounds simplistic. But Māori had that prophetic gift. If you're familiar with, you know, Toiroa, he was a matakite, 1766, three years before Cook came, three years before the missionaries arrived, and uh, he, had a, he has a prophetic word. There's a new God coming. His name is the son who was killed. He is a good God, but the people will still be oppressed. So this is three years before the, before, um, the, uh, the, the missionaries or, you know, Pākehā came, that this word had come and had been spoken among a people. So this prophetic gift, which wasn't even recognised, like I said, really only in the last few decades, has been the, the acknowledgement of this gifting now being established back into the house of God. So it was, a, it was a strange thing. I mean, even if you research some of the, the, the things about him, I mean, extraordinary. But that prophetic gift was part of a people. I believe that the teaching gift was, was what God wanted to bring to Aotearoa to complement the prophetic gift, because like I said, with, with, without the teaching gift to keep the prophetic gift online, it ends in error. And we've seen lots of prophetic movements that have just gone crazy, you know. Um, but also in that, the teaching gift is called, uh, sorry, the prophetic gift is called to keep the teaching gift from going into legalism and religion. So see how well those two are supposed to complement each other. And, I, we're gonna, and, and we actually need to see the establishment of that teaching gift back in the house of the law because you know, that's one of the things that, that's been lost. That's when hearing you know, about the theolo theological college is such a good thing. It's like we need to be grounded and know who we are, what we believe and why we believe it. I've gotten off on a tangent. So I'm just pulling myself back in. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 the wood, the arrows, and then the last thing that gets is placed is the, the head of the arrow. Now, in the ancient days, they used adds, you know, like stone because it was so heavy. And what they would do is like those archers, they would fire the arrows high up into the air. Who's seen Braveheart? High up into the air. And those things would come down with such power that it could pierce through the, a man's head and, and pierce his heart. So there, there was a weight to that. It's like the weight of his presence, the weight of his glory. So, and you can't get that any other way is the, except when the going gets tough and you stay closely connected with God. You know that through it all, it's like, man, I don't get this, but I'm holding true to you. I'm holding true to you. I'm, I'm angry. I'm doing a little bit of swearing, but I'm holding close to you. 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 And then the time comes, it's like you're ready. And, that's, and then, again, so you're ready, and then what happens? You get pulled backwards. It's like, man, I thought I was ready for this. You know, but I feel like I'm going backwards in the tension of it. And um, uh, Scotty alluded to it today, but, um, you know, uh, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I, for I know the plans I have for you, 
plans for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope, right? So we, you know that that word future is acharit, which in Hebrew is um, it's like you go forward while looking backwards. And the best way to um, explain that is like being in a rowboat. So which way are you looking when you're in a rowboat? Well, you're looking backwards, but you're going forward, right? And, and I, I believe part of the reason that's why prophecy is so important is like when you're going forward, but you can't see where you're going, you've got to be looking backward. You've got to be reminding yourself of everything that God has sent over your life. So I want to ask you, who's, who's had a prophetic word here? Well, you can put your hand up tonight, Nico. <laughs> Who, who's written it down? Who's prayed over it? So, Because the purpose of these things isn't just to make us feel good. There's, there's a, a much deeper dimension to it. It's to hold you and to encourage you as you're going forward and you can't see where you're going. So you see those things. Oh, that's right. That's what... Uh, you know, I've, for years and years, I've written down most of my prophetic words. I've got them. I've written them down. And I go over them. I pray. I, and the ones that have come to pass, it causes faith to be released in me. And the ones that haven't come to pass, I can pray and say, God, you said. You said that this was going to happen. And, you know, again, that, that God uses flawed... Um, uh, humanity, but the thread or the golden thread of God still speaks through these words, and that's the thing that your spirit picks up on. So, um, going forward, I'm coming to a close now. Um, so, I just want to say that the decisions you make in crisis will determine your future. So, for whatever you're going through now, the decision, the, the decision, I haven't even had a wine yet. <laughs> the decisions you make in crisis will determine your future. That's why prophecy is so important, because it holds you fast to that. It brings you back. Did God really say that the devil has not changed? Because remember, he's, he's not a creator. He's a created being. He can't create. That's why he hates us so much, because we are made in the image of God, so we are creators. Like we're talking about your art tonight. It, it's the gifting, the creative gifting. Um, so he hates us. So the, the way that he, he still comes against us and accuses us hasn't changed. Right back at the Garden of Eden, what did he say? Did God really say? And what does he still do today? Are you sure that was God? Did God really say that? No, that's not God. Why would he want to use you? You're useless. Nah, he's going to use that person over there. It's like that thing that, that, that pulls you down. And so to hear these words, no, this is what the Lord said. This is what God said. Finding the, the, um, the confirmation through Scripture. No, this is what God said. This is what I can stand on. That's the sort of people he's looking for. I believe that this is a community that God is rising up. You, you are, as, as I said to you today, it's like you, you are now, there's a momentum that's starting together. And I, I believe this is an important part of your community as you begin to move. And you, to be known as a prophetic community is a beautiful thing. 
but there's something that's so that I love about you as a community as blueprint that there's a there's a uniqueness about you and so this gifting is going to come out in a in a very special beautiful way um, and what that looks like it's going to be for you to decide um, but I just think we're going to have some worship now aren't we yeah so I just can we just stand up because I want to pray for you um, tonight and I hope that made sense to you on some level I hope that um, that you know just that what is of the Lord will remain in your hearts and in your spirit but that which is of, of myself would fall away but I bless you tonight I bless you whether you're part of this community or you've just come you're visiting or you're looking to be a part of this community I want to bless you all and, and even if you don't belong here, you can take away the treasure of this, this gifting that God wants to send down from heaven to earth. So Lord, I, I pray, Lord, according to their faith tonight, I ask that you would release the gift of prophecy in the name of Jesus. I speak it over you tonight. In Jesus' name. Can you just stop? Wherever you're at, whatever about this word that you can believe or, or you're not sure about, that's okay. According to your faith, I ask that it would come tonight in Jesus' name. I pray for the gift of prophecy to be able to hear and discern and to communicate. That's, that's as simple as it is. It's not some big... You know, ooky spooky thing to hear, to receive, and then to communicate what you hear. So I ask tonight in Jesus' name, open our ears. Open our ears. Thank you, Lord. Open our hearts to receive. take a little bit of time. We're, we're not in a hurry. If you're in a hurry, get to pipe. I just, I really feel we just need to just, just linger here for a little bit. Yeah, and the guy's going to play some music. We just need to linger here. Don't be in a hurry to move forward. It's like, don't hold the tension of this confrontation right now, because I know some of you feel uncomfortable. That's okay. Remember the picture of that tension of the arrow being pulled back. Allow yourself to hold in the tension of this right now. Because I believe that the Spirit of the Living God is here and He wants to release that gifting over you tonight. So, Lord, I ask that you would come. 